Good afternoon and welcome to From Where We Are, stories of news and culture through the lens of USC and Southern California. Live from Los Angeles, I'm Fernando Cienfuegos. On today's show, how Trojans are honoring the armed forces this Veterans Day, dating apps rise in popularity during the pandemic, and the Kaufman School of Dance puts on a virtual film festival. All this and more from where we are. First, these news headlines. For Annenberg Media, I'm Carolyn Cusera. President Donald Trump made his first public appearance since Election Day today, but he did not speak. Trump visited Arlington National Cemetery to pay his respects on Veterans Day. He was joined by his close entourage, including First Lady Melania Trump and Vice President Mike Pence. The Biden family attended a separate Veterans Day ceremony in Philadelphia. They honored vets at the Korean War Memorial. Veterans spoke, but President-elect Biden did not. Georgia's top election official announced the state will recount all of its ballots by hand. The Republican Secretary of State said because the results are close, it will require a, quote, full by-hand recount in each county. To dispel fears and rumors of voter fraud, observers from both parties will be involved in the recount process. Joe Biden currently leads in Georgia by more than 14,000 votes. With COVID on the rise, California is nearing a scary milestone, 1 million confirmed cases. According to the LA Times case tracker, the state currently has 993,000 cases. Lately, California has been averaging over 6,000 cases per day, a rate far higher than where it was a month ago. This puts us on track to exceed 1 million cases sometime tomorrow. California will join Texas as the only two states to reach this threshold. And those are some of today's top news headlines. Today is Veterans Day, and USC has a history of supporting the armed forces. In 2018, the university was recognized by U.S. News and World Report as one of the top five best colleges for veterans. Jill Burke spoke to Trojans about what it's like to be a veteran at USC. James McCord served in the Army for 10 years and is a current grad student in USC's School of Social Work. After moving to L.A., he was homeless for two months after a relationship ended abruptly. His experience has prompted him to want to advocate for other veterans who suffer from some of the highest rates of homelessness in the country. Ultimately, my goal is to change policy, how service members transition into civilian life, um, because we have a lot of reactive programs. So once you're in that hole, it's like trying to dig you out of that hole versus trying to curb you from going into that hole. Sage Clark transferred to USC in 2019. After barely graduating high school and failing out of community college, he joined the Marine Corps. The military gave him the motivation and discipline to apply himself and succeed in community college and now at USC. Through the Warrior Scholarship Project, he spent two weeks on USC's campus before enrolling. We stayed at Cardinal Gardens, got to experience the whole thing, meet with a bunch of different professors. We learned how to write and all this stuff. We take 
literacy courses. We spend one week, one week doing like business stuff. And it really, I think, gives a lot of veterans the confidence. What also gives Clark, a 28-year-old undergrad, confidence is the respect he feels from his younger classmates. The age kind of makes things a little, you know, it kind of it separates a little bit when it comes to dealing with other students and stuff. But for the most part, kids are really respectful. It's, it's a great experience. I, I enjoy having the confidence of being a veteran and at USC. It's just awesome. Clark says that while the university remains virtual, it's important to not forget about veteran students. Transitioning and from the military to civilian life is hard itself, but doing it from military to higher academia is a whole nother thing, especially if you have nobody you're actually meeting with and stuff like that. So um, I'd say it, just not to lose track and lose sight of people that are coming in. Jimmy Guevara is a recent graduate of USC's School of Social Work. He served in the Marine Corps from 2002 to 2006. He said that USC's School of Social Work is the only program of its kind that has a military track. Plenty of former military faculty, an abundance of support for veterans, and the USC network were big selling points in his decision to attend USC. No one recognizes, uh, no one really recognizes the work you do as a veteran uh, once you get out because you don't have a degree, you know. So um, when, we, when we're limited to what we're capable of doing, it, it, it does create some obstacles and challenges for many veterans. So I always go back to, if it wasn't for the fact that I did have um, access to, 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 go to, to go to school and to go to a school like USC that does provide a lot of support and a lot of, it's, I think overall, it, it gives me a good sense of like, you know, that, we sh that we're not forgotten. Guevara and other veterans at USC appreciate how the school honors them during holidays like Veterans Day and Memorial Day. He says that he's always felt that USC is very patriotic in the sense that the school's love for its veteran Trojans is just as deep as those veterans' patriotism to their country. For Annenberg Media, I'm Jill Burke. Some schools in Orange County have adopted a hybrid learning style, meaning some classes are online and some are in person. Figuring out this format has created major changes to the classroom setup, the learning experience, and teaching methods. With the holidays just around the corner and COVID cases on the rise, Christine Kim reports classrooms might be disrupted yet again, potentially putting students back into an entirely online learning environment. The Orange County Health Care Agency reported 267 new coronavirus cases today and three coronavirus-related deaths. Orange County is currently in the red tier of the state's four-tier monitoring system. Last week, the daily case rate increased from 5.1 to 6 cases per 100,000 people. If the trends continues, the county will fall back into the most restrictive tier, the purple tier. Teachers and students have been adapting to safety measures that come with hybrid learning. Since the transition to hybrid learning, there has been major changes to the classroom. Lauren Hua is a teacher at Canyon High School. She has more students who chose to attend in person than online. Everyone must wear masks and classrooms have to stagger desks and have plexiglass. They are still essentially engaging in distance learning and virtual learning. 
because half of my students are on the online space, I can't leave them unattended to. So it's been challenging. It's definitely different. It's not the same social experience that a lot of people assumed it would be. And public health officials have been warning. With the holidays just around the corner, more people will be traveling, visiting family and friends. Combine this with flu season, and it can all add up to a rise in COVID-19 cases, which will affect schools. We've now experienced distance learning in its fullest capacity and hybrid learning in its fullest capacity because we've been doing this since uh, October. The, the students are used to it. The teachers are used to it. Um, and I've learned that students and teachers and staff alike were all very um, keen to adaptability. Deborah Park is a behavior technician who works with students in Orange County. She has been helping her student navigate through hybrid learning. Schools will be highly affected um, given that it's been less than a full um, semester trying to do hybrid. Um, I believe that the faculty and staff will probably have to meet and really discuss um, and discern um, how to move forward. Park sees it's difficult for her student to engage with distance learning, which she do one day a week. Um, on Wednesdays, there's something called distance learning, which is where um, school is completely online. And during that time, you go from each class through different um, Google Classroom links. And I believe that it's been pretty difficult for um, middle schoolers to you know, stay engaged while being on uh, the computer. Both Hua and Park say their students are far more engaged in person than online. They want to urge families to stay safe over the break so Orange County doesn't go to purple tier. For Annenberg Media, I'm Christine Kim. Dating can be hard enough in the best of times. Throw in a nationwide social distancing mandates and highly contagious virus, and you would expect the search for love to be the last thing on anyone's mind. But as Alexis Timko reports, dating is thriving, and singles are turning to dating apps in record numbers, including here at USC. Staying safe and healthy is a top priority during the ongoing pandemic, but that isn't stopping students from pursuing new romantic interests. In fact, some students are active on dating apps more often than they were before. USC senior Eileen Sikulski even says using a dating app daily gives her a sense of normalcy in these unprecedented times. I feel like more people are on dating apps now than they were before, just because it's becoming a lot harder to just meet people. Like you can't just go out anymore the way that you used to, you know. It, life isn't exactly the same, so it's almost like everyone just decided to go on dating apps. Like Sikulski, senior Gabby Jacobson is trying to find her balance in online dating during a pandemic. She says the stigma of meeting someone online plus the dangers of contracting the virus are a tough combination. I mean, there isn't really like another like safe way technically to like meet somebody. Jacobson also feels like now there's an added pressure to the already challenging online dating process. She has a hard time differentiating whether the nerves leading up to a date are because of meeting someone new or if it's the fear of being exposed to coronavirus. I think it like adds an extra layer of nervousness because there's like extra things to worry about that you didn't necessarily have to worry about prior to COVID. Being transparent about personal health with any romantic interest is always step one of the process. But with COVID, that communication is especially important. Sikulski says that she asks about both types of testing before getting cozy with someone new. 
usually I'll ask them if they've been tested recently. I'll tell them if I've been tested recently. Um, try to make sure that both of us aren't about to, you know, walk into a situation where we give one or the other COVID. Masks are a safe way to avoid giving or getting the virus, but Sikorsky prefers not to wear that type of protection on a date. We typically don't wear masks because that'd be really weird. I think we find that really weird, yeah, to just be on a date wearing a mask. And what about sex? I would not wear a mask during sex. First of all, I think that'd be really hard on my breathing. Um, it, it would be very complicated. On top of that, I can't really imagine uh, sex without it much uh, facial contact, you know. So, no, definitely not into the mask thing. Earlier this fall, the University of Georgia released guidelines for student sexual health, including tips on how to avoid close face-to-face -face contact during sex. While their comments went viral for their awkwardness, the guidelines were a step in the right direction for discussing how to practice safe sex during the pandemic. USC has yet to release similar guidelines through the school's health department. For Annenberg Media, I'm Alexis Timko. Even a global pandemic can't stop the USC Kaufman dancers from performing. Apart to Gather is the school's first ever virtual showcase, highlighting the choreography of talented students and faculty. Kaufman students spoke to ARN reporter Tony Pequeño about what it's like dancing on a screen instead of a stage. The USC Gloria Kaufman School of Dance is known for its incredible student showcases, and this year is no different. Apart to Gather started its run on the first of the month and has been home for dancers, videographers, and musicians to produce and present their collaborative projects. There are five shows under the umbrella of the festival, including new works and the elective experience where USC students, some of whom are not dancers, enrolled in Kaufman courses are able to show off what they've learned this semester. Kaufman's solution to showcasing works during the COVID-19 pandemic demonstrated both creativity and resilience from students. Anijah Lazama, a third-year dancer at Kaufman, performed in two new works, one choreographed by USC faculty member Salima Knight, and the other directed by artist-in-residence Hope Boykin. We spent a lot of time rehearsing and learning choreography through Zoom, um, and then eventually we had the opportunity to film it and then put it together for the show. Both of these pieces were originally choreographed for the stage last spring and required creativity from the choreographers and dancers to figure out how to adopt their work to a virtual platform. But despite the challenges of learning movement on Zoom and having to film at home, Lazama explained she and her peers got the job done. It was a struggle at first, but it's definitely something to look back and be proud of because it was something that we worked through and did really well. When asked about the collaborative and solo effort it took to create the new works that premiered at the festival, Lazama expressed pride in everyone that participated. I thought the festival came out spectacular, and it was actually really beautiful to see uh, works in which everyone was sort of performing from their own spaces, even just technique classes or rehearsals. Everyone is rehearsing from their individual spaces, so it's beautiful to be able to still come together and make something happen despite um, the pandemic. For some students, like freshman William Okajima, the Apart to Gather Festival was his Kaufman debut. He said despite it being a virtual experience, his first show was one he'll always remember. It was a little different because this being our freshman year and our first show, um, we we never really got experience what a real show was. So this was our first show ever at USC Kaufman, which is 
an interesting experience, but um, it teaches you many things. I mean, we had to learn the skills to film videos. Um, we learned about using the right kind of um, filter, right kind of quality, uh, learning how to film in different environments. So all things that can be applied into the future, which was a good, good lessons to learn, but definitely different from what we expected. Despite these challenging hurdles, Valerie Chen, also a first year dancer at Kaufman, thinks this experience is preparing her for the possible future of the dance industry. And now even during COVID and probably after COVID, um, the dance world is gonna be very different from what it used to be. Um, people are gonna be relying on videos and recording dancers and dance films. And it's just, um, I think it's it's a good way of, of, of making a good situation out of a not as good situation um, where we can learn how to present ourselves in the best light and on film. The festival will wrap up this Friday. To catch one of the final performances, visit the website of USC Kaufman School of Dance. For Hindenburg Media, I'm Antonio Pequeño. That was a track used in artist-in-residence Hope Boykin's piece titled Our Voices Renewed. The piece is in the new works portion of the show and features dancers from the class of 2022. That's all we have time for today on From Where We Are. Today's show was produced by Caroline Cusera. A huge thanks to our reporters, Bam Allen, Olivia Hernandez, and Emily Bonilla. For all of us at Annenberg Media, I'm Fernando Cienfuegos, and this is Team Wednesday signing off for the last time.